Welcome to Tachlis Talks and our Prishvus message, our sixth chapter of Pirkei Avos message, and hopefully, whenever you're listening to this, a timeless message about Torah. The sixth chapter of Pirkei Avos is often referred to by the title of Kinyan Torah, the chapter of the methods of acquisition of Torah. And much of the theme of this chapter is about Torah itself, the Opening line actually has an introductory line, which reads "Shanu Chachamim, the Lashon HaMishnah." The sages taught this chapter in the language of the Mishnah because this chapter is technically not a chapter of Mishnah. It's a parallel work, and it's basically married together with the previous five chapters to turn this into a six-chapter text for the six Shabbases from Pesach to Shulis. But the next line in the intro when it describes this section, this upcoming chapter, was taught in the language of Mishnah, Baruch Shebachar Baham Ovi Mishnasam. We say thank you to God, an acknowledgement of God, blessed is God, who chose the sages and their teaching. God chose the sages and their teaching. And this is reflective of the fact that Torah is far more than the text that God gave over to Moses, and as absolutely incredibly significant as that is, but that's not the sum total of Torah. And there's far much more Torah that God shared with Moses as well. And there is more Torah that develops from our study of Torah. God shows the sages and their teaching. Their teaching becomes Torah. When done properly, using the proper parameters for, the, for an anal- analysis of Torah and for engaging with the text to come to further clarity, what we discover that itself is Torah. And the sages taught words of Torah. We reflect on the, on, on the power of those words and on the, the spirituality of those words, on the essential nature of the words of the sages as that which God says, that's my Torah too, and I choose those words. The Mishnah within this chapter, the, sorry, the Brises or these paragraphs of Tanaic text within this chapter address many aspects of Torah starting with the notion of the, the merit that comes one's way for studying Torah lishma, when studying Torah for Torah's sake, not studying it so that I can be deemed wise. I'm not studying this so that I can make the big money as the rabbi. I'm studying this because it is Torah and I want to know God's Torah. There are many benefits that come one's way. And within a further section of the Mishnah, describes the elements necessary for accomplishment in Torah. And I want to jump to that today, and that really would be in what in many texts would be the sixth paragraph. And it starts, Torah is even greater than priesthood or royalty. Both Torah, priesthood, and royalty are all three of those are seen as elements that are crowned. There's a crown of Monarchy. There's a crown of priesthood and a crown, crown of Torah. Torah is at the top of the chart and goes on to describe that each of them have certain elements that are numbered. So there are um, 30 methods by which royalty, or, or royalty is acquired with 30 prerogatives, they translated over here, the 30 uh, significant outcomes of monarchy. Priesthood is associated with 24 gifts, but Torah is acquired by means of 48 qualities. 
through which Torah is nicknamed, through which Torah is acquired. And this is what I'd like to focus on today, the fact that we discuss the methods of acquisition of Torah and how that helps us understand how radically different Torah is than any other intellectual pursuit, than any other large, massive volumes of, of knowledge. But Torah is far more sublime than that, and that our pursuit of Torah is far more than simply the mastery of text. Because when we look at this list, we would expect to find, okay, what does it take to master a body of knowledge? Maybe we would discuss proper motivation, proper attention, proper um, review of the text. When we go to this list, listen to some of the elements in this 48. Um, uh, awe, reverence, modesty, joy, purity. I don't know if you need purity to master biology. I don't know if you need joy to become proficient in economics. I don't know if you need awe or reverence to become proficient at any other legal code, but to understand Torah, to absorb Torah, to become one with whom there's been a bonding with the Torah. These are requirements. And it goes on to describe limited pleasure, limited sleep, limited business activity. Okay, one would say that's simply so you have more time for the Torah, but there seems to be something more in terms of the dedication over here, because it goes on. Slowness to anger, faith in the sages, acceptance of suffering. We're dealing with spiritual qualities over here. A love of God, a love of other people, a love of justice. To be able to master Torah, one has to do far more than study Torah. One has to be dedicated to that study as a religious pursuit with a devotion to God and godliness and eager to be godly in one's practice. And many indications to this, when the sages describe success in Torah study, that merely being bright, merely being uh, focused when one's studying, which may be good traits to have and which may help very much regarding other areas of study, are going to fall radically short what's necessary to be able to master Torah. Just actually yesterday, taking a look at a Talmudic passage in the Tractate Avodah Zarah. And over there, it's in um, Avodah Zarah, should be about page 19 or 20, uh, 19. It describes uh, different elements related to success in retaining Torah. And it describes that um, the, the, the necessary um, focus on review. But when going through this passage, it didn't seem like it was addressing, okay, like any other area of study, you have to have a certain amount of review, but it seems to be a mandate. But without review, without that display of the fact that this is meaningful to me, we won't be successful. When sitting, lying on a hammock, uh, sipping on a uh, soft drink or a hard drink, uh, and uh, casually reading a book, may manage to absorb information in the book and may be able to gain a good degree of mastery over the text in that book. When doing so with Torah, won't be able to successfully have learned that Torah. And to basically contrast this for a moment, 
Let's imagine that somebody is simply really, really, really smart, and he manages, he or she, read through Torah. They read through the Talmud. They read through the codes of law. They master the text. They're brilliant. They, they pump all that data into their mind. They lack the awe, the reverence, the love of God, the godly behaviors, but they're really, really smart. And they've absorbed a huge amount of information. That, the way the sages describe Torah study, would still be a failed experience. And although all that data is inside of them, they haven't really learned Torah. We would not turn to them as a Torah source. We would not stand in their honor as we do for a Torah sage. And a proof to this, the, there are plenty of individuals walking our planet, or plenty of individuals currently on our planet who know far more than the greatest Torah sages, and yet we accord them no honor. And in fact, all of you out there in Tachlis Talks lands, there was a point in time that you knew far more than the greatest of Torah sages, and nobody accorded you any honor. And that was when you were in utero. Every baby in utero is studying all the Torah. They're given knowledge, the breadth of the entirety of Torah. That's forgotten when they're born, but that gives them the capacity to regain Torah as we go through life. But we don't stand for that baby in utero. An expectant mother walks by. There's no mitzvah to stand for that baby who has mastery of the Torah. Let's say she's toward the end of the ninth month. Ninth month, so they've really completed it all. But there's been no involvement. There's no engagement. There's no amelos. There's no effort on their part. And the Torah that's simply absorbed in the brain, but it's not through the process of a dedicated Torah study, is not the Torah that we honor. If somebody produces using ChatGPT or any other AI system, some type of, eventually combine some type of robot with that knowledge base and have scanned in every nuance of Torah that exists and have a robot that will have absolute mastery of Torah, we will not have to stand for that robot. That will not be the Torah sage to whom we turn. And the Torah produced by that machine will never be the pristine Torah that, is the, that may have more, quote-unquote, um, accurate information in there, but it's not the divine Torah. Torah is the body of knowledge, that connectivity with God's will. God has put his will down into writing, and he's told us, you can access that through your, these 48 traits over here, the dedication with all these other elements of spiritual dedication and all these other elements of spiritual excellence, only then is it Torah. And as we look toward the holiday of Shavuos coming up next week, and a holiday where, interestingly, there's no particular mitzvahs of Shavuos. Studying Torah? It's always a mitzvah to study Torah. We may structure our schedule differently on Shavuos, more nighttime Torah study, but there's no unique mitzvah of Torah study on Shavuos. And, hate to tell you, but even eating cheesecake, no biblical mitzvah, no rabbinic mitzvah. Great thing to do if you want the excuse to ingest all the extra calories. You can blame it on a very strong tradition, but it's not a mitzvah. And it's really the celebration of the entire relationship of our accepting the package of Torah, our dedication to God. We have this relationship with God that has us want 
to be able to bond with him and, and master his will in the form of the Torah that he's presented us. It's not focused on the details of Torah because we're not focused on, again, particular manifestations, particular applications. We're focused on the, the breadth of our relationship that's displayed by our wanting to bond with him through our wanting to learn his Torah as a proper learning of Torah, as a real method of dedication and humility. And God, give us that incredible gift of your Torah and help us be able to learn it. Hopefully, looking at Torah in each of us can, as a tachlis step, wherever we're at, whether it's that simply the sum total of my Torah all week long is listening to a Tachlis Talks podcast. Okay, let's up our game a little bit. Find another great podcast. Happy to give you suggestions. Reach out to me at tachliscoaching at gmail. Happy to give other ideas. But uh, there are ways to improve our relationship with Torah by showing I'm a little more dedicated. I'll study a little bit more. Currently studying some significant amount of text every day. How about a little extra time towards review? For many of us, review is simply not even part of the equation, but it's so critical. Because again, it's not simply a function of how well I absorb the data, it's how I show my dedication to and my, my devotion to this text and my eagerness for the text. And since the Talmud makes it very clear that there's a, a degree to which the distance, the lack of review creates a distance, showing that we want to close that gap and we want to have that attachment. And it's not just that, okay, I went through the text, but I want to retain the text. Don't have time to read over the text an entire time? Share something that you read or that you learned or you heard on a podcast with somebody else. Make it a goal to always review something by finding someone with you. You, you tell over at the Shabbos table. You tell over as you engage with them in some other endeavor during the day and say, hey, came across this very interesting Torah concept. Up our game as far as a little more study. Up our game as far as some review. You're doing some review, a little more review. Up our game in terms of our dedication. We sit down to study Torah. Can we have the phone off? Can we have the focus on Torah, the way we study, be indicative of the fact we have a great regard for what it is that we're doing. We have a respect for what we're doing. We have a love for the Torah that God is giving us. And in so doing, each of us hopefully move up one notch in terms of our capacity to be true acquirers of God's Torah.